annoyed. So like, this is going to come out good. Yes. Yes. Use the, use the anger. All right. Hey everybody, welcome to the good, the bad, and the nerdy movie podcast. I'm your host, Tom. With me again is Will and Bruce. Hello, everyone. I hate Britishness. <laughs> all right, so we are continuing our 1994 series, and as we we kind of alternate between movies from 1994, movies that were nominated for Best Picture in 1994, we're getting the one of the most highest-grossing films of 1994 internationally. It was a hit in America too. That would be Four Weddings and a Funeral, the film that made Hugh Grant, I guess, a superstar. But as we know, like he got more famous for other activities later on and um, introduced a few other major British actors to the American audiences. Yeah. And it was kind of like, you know, the I would call this the indie film that got nominated for uh, for Best Picture because, you know, there seemed to be this push at the time for some kind of indie or British film, and this was that one. So um, we're, you know, we all watched it recently. Um, guys, uh, had you seen it before? Uh, no, I had never seen this film before in my life. I saw it at the time in the theaters, uh, much to my eternal regret. I saw it in college, uh, partially because, uh, well, you remember that, you know, how the, our college you know, cable used to run up movies over and over again at that one. Yep. I watched it there, and then uh, Jen and I watched it a few t- a couple of times. Like, like we watched it about two and a half months ago before we started the series because she really she hadn't seen it either. And you know, I think we we both agreed it was fine, but we didn't think it was like the greatest movie ever. Which in Britain, however, this is like I consider like a sacred film. Yeah. Um, well, you know, the Brits are weird. It's all the island living cultures. Uh, I mean, I kind of prefer Japan because there you got hentai. I, I take hentai over this any day. Even the stuff that makes me cringe and run away. Uh, let's get on with this bullshit. Uh, so, I mean, I'm going to give a spoiler now. I fucking hated this movie. <laughs> I hated it. I, I hate it. Is not, it is. If it's for anybody, it's not for you, Will. It it's, is not yeah, for me okay. It, this is not a movie for me at all. So I think I've talked before how much I hate cringe watching. Mm-hmm. And this movie is one big, long, fucking awkward moment, and it hurts. Like, oh, the yeah. whole movie this is, is about like, his... again, chewing glass for me to bring back the um, Napoleon Dynamite comparison. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so... Why does everyone in this movie suck except for there's two characters that I thought were semi likable, but you only see them for a minute, even though one of them is actually very important to this movie. Um, the older gay gentleman with the wild hair. Uh, what's yep. his name? Gareth. That's the name. Gareth. Um, Played by Sam. Yeah. Mahalo. Great character. Loved him. You know what happened? He fucking died. Anyway. Yeah, it's his funeral. That's, well, that's because you're gonna, you have to learn from your magical uh, black person. I mean, gay yeah. person. Yeah, he's a magic. Well, and he's they have semi-magical. to die so that they, you can grow. Yeah, fuck that. Um, so I thought that that was fine. Uh, apart from his magical qualities, honestly, the relationship between Gareth and uh, the guy from the Mummy, the brother, um, John whatever. Yeah. Uh, I didn't care. I don't care about any of these people's names. I only named Gareth because he's the person I like the most. Um, I guess Rowan Atkinson was fine. Um, the I, I did one thing I really liked about this film was that the the homosexual relationship, the the primary one, was portrayed as 
just a thing. No one cared. It really wasn't mentioned much. Like it, it wasn't pointed out as being, look, they're in a gay loving relationship. That's fine. Okay. Yes and no, Will. Yes and no. What I'll say about this. Okay. Is at the end, it the kind of ruined film, it. But the, the film is like, look at our gay lead. Well, not really. No, no he's not even our lead. Gay I, I, he was just another it's, character. And I thought that I, was fine. I don't fine. think so. I think the film, like, it lampshaded the fuck out of them. It wasn't like, it wasn't. Maybe it's because it's too British that I didn't think that. But it's, yeah, like, it, honestly, it, it, I skipped it, it over parts of this showcase. film. I fucking hated it, it, this movie. It was a showcase. I, That's I, all I'll say. I thought now, it worked admittedly, pretty well, at least at the beginning of the film. And yeah, honestly, yeah. I kind of started. My mind drifted halfway through this film, and I kind of tuned out after a while. So maybe I just missed it. And I'm fully cognizant of the fact that I probably just missed it. But I, at the beginning, at least, at least the, the first two. Yeah, no, it's not as bad as it could be. It's not as for the bad time. As... And I was, I was going to add on for 1994. Yeah, it was yes. pretty good. I mean, okay. Let's point out, you know, a few months before this movie came out, Philadelphia, we had Tom Hanks playing a dying man of AIDS, gay. <laughs> with uh you know that was a so really, we have that, really linguistically yeah. interesting formulation but no, i agree we're gonna move on uh, also but so yeah that's something that that's not even an issue for you know the, it was like there's no mention like oh you know no hiv concern. No, no. you know that's compl- yeah that's completely not even a non-factor which i give them credit they didn't intentionally have one and be HIV I mean, positive you don't like, really want the off. social messaging too heavy in your cotton can in your cotton candy wealth porn like you don't really want that here. The goal of this is to, you know, vicariously enjoy upper class Britishness while pretending that the character isn't, um, and basically, yeah, this is a lot jerk of jerk off in the theater yeah. to it. That's that's what the point is. This was a lot of jerking off yeah. to rich stuff, and honestly. It got so that got old real fucking fast, and the running gags yeah, were I mean, not like funny. And and I called the like the second he woke up late going to the thing I was like oh this is gonna be a running gag and it's gonna hurt me every time he does it fucking hell every yep. single goddamn time fuck, fuck, I fuck, was fuck, I was fuck, I mean, I, why is this movie popular like why do people like this movie there are oh, very uh, few uh, uh, good we'll find ca- out how popular this movie is. I, I fucking hate okay, this film in, God but wait okay, in England you guys in England this film they had a poll I think it ran near the end of tw- of the of 99 so you know it's the millennial like best of this won the fan vote for most beloved british movie british movie now not a movie of all time but there most are british way better british film. movies than this piece of oh, shit done. tons and tons but <laughs> but i i sort yes, of but that's what the it. that's what the british people in Britain, that was the most well, from the nation that brought you Brexit. I, you know, I can't say shit. I can't yeah, say yeah, shit. Yeah, I, I can't I, say anything. No. We elected a deranged Muppet. Yeah, okay. I, I, I retract my statement. This movie sucks, and I fucking hate it. Anyway, oh, that's going to be my... Why does the Fash always have oh, terrible oh, hair? Oh, let but... me bring up one more thing about how popular this movie is. Okay, so at the 2012 Olympic opening ceremonies, they had this big sequence where all these kids are dancing to all the popular cultures of the of the, uh, Britain of the last 50 years like you know there's Beatles songs playing there's Frankie says relax you know you have all this stuff going on and in the middle of them right toward the end all of a sudden everybody stops and on a monster they play the scene from Four Weddings and Funeral where they're in the rain talking about you know how much he loves her and stuff like that and they start singing songs from the movie <laughs> once so this is what they decided they would need to showcase as part of the demonstration of all the important things of british culture i mean they help you know I, I can forgive them there is still monty python blackadder 
and uh, Doctor mm. Who. So uh, like you can uh, live with this. Oh but, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's I just, terrible. I mean, it's just terrible. And it should be pointed out, Richard Curtis, the writer of this movie, created and wrote all the episodes of every season. I of know, Black but Adam. like he was making money. Like I will say that. Okay, <laughs> let me let me do my thing. Did they do what they achieved? God awfully, they just blew this out of the water. This is this is them succeeding beyond any fathomable, reasonable expectation, beyond all wildest dreams, to find the soft, squidgy middle of the British public and punch it just so. Uh, I mean, they, this thing is targeted like a laser-guided missile to jerk the little tears of the people whose tear ducts are like upper lippity, all crappity. It's where it is, okay? <laughs> this is right there, n- mailed to them in their home. Uh, it made so, a 10,000% profit yeah, on the box office. Is like, I, for yeah, its budget. The, the things. It's shot well. It sounds good. I won't say it's shot all that well. It's kind of it's shot well enough. It's workmanlike. There's nothing for, that for the for a low budget yeah, for a four four. I mean, they, right, they, yeah. they had to spend it all on renting castles and shit. You know. Yeah, and, that's and they, fair. They, they picked some pretty castles. I mean, if you want to wank off to British better homes and gardens, you will leave here having shot two or three times. Yeah, that's you, fair. You will. You'll leave it on the theater floor, and you'll be happy. I guess what I'm trying to say here is yeah. that. This movie did not land with me. Uh, the fact that it got nominated for Best Picture actually makes me physically ill. Like, I, I don't understand why. I mean, th- so there's nothing really to redeem this other than in as a 1994 movie, I suppose it shows that, you know, you can get by. You can, I guess you can get by on being quirky as shit, but... It's not even good quirky. Uh, how can I explain this? So there is dialogue in here that made me laugh. Like there is, there are things in this movie yeah. that I thought were clever. There are things in this movie that I thought were kind of goofy in that British way. Like honestly, the opening bit where they, where he's lost the rings and they get the like skull ring and the weird heart. <laughs> I, I, I got that got a little chuckle. Like, Oh, that's, that's cute. You know, I hope it gets better from here, but that was that was a cute scene. Okay, and I have to confess, I, I sat down to watch this with my wife, and we got through about thirty minutes of it. And after, and I thought, oh, she, well, I, I will tough this out for my wife because I started hurting halfway through the first wedding, and I'm like, <laughs> God, this movie's just hurting me inside. And so I, I turned to Charlotte. I was like, well, she's enjoying it. I look over, she's fucking playing on her phone. She's playing, she's playing Pokemon <laughs> Go, and I'm like. Are you are you watching this film? She's like, eh, I'm not really feeling it. I was like, all right, let's watch something fun. And we went and watched something else. And I eventually ground through most of this later. And I used heavily leaned on the skip button to get through, yeah. no scenes I mean, I and just. Ugh. Is it possible that this? Because I will say this: I went to see this in the theaters because among people you and I know, Will, at the time, this caught a buzz. Um, and I at the time didn't dislike it as much as I dislike it now, but I didn't think that much of it. Uh, it was all right. Yeah, it was floof. You know, I mean, was, I'll, was, I'll go see a shit right. film. And... But, but like, it's, yeah. it, it, I think it's gotten worse because I will say that some of the things, like, I don't have a clean memory of it is the problem. It's still forgettable. But I think that at a certain level, some of the quirky charm of it, um, or if you want to just call it the cringe, uh, whichever way you want to play that. The scene like, where he's with all his exes makes me want to yes. claw both of my eyes out and deafen like, myself. 
you know, there's a line and, from this to the Bridget Jones to the to the things. Like this thing sort yeah. of was a Pulp Fiction seed in the rom com. You know, my big fat Greek wedding, all the way up to Mama. Yeah. Oh, Mia here's the thing. Bullshit. I've seen like, my big fat it, Greek wedding. It, it did that. It I liked that. my gr- big fat I... Greek wedding. I mean, I didn't think it was a huge, gigantic what, movie, but I liked that movie. In a similar way, though, some sometimes the progenitor is exceeded and becomes irrelevant. So I'm going to say that too. On the other hand, I still don't think there's much excuse for how terrible this is. Um, I may be biased. Hugh Grant is British Woody Allen, and I want to punch him whenever I physically see him. He doesn't even have to make a noise. I just want to hit him. Well, here's the thing. Uh, you know, <laughs> I didn't I, I'm hate, not sure why. I didn't hate Hugh Grant before I saw this film. And now I'm like, man, I really just want to punch him repeatedly for making yeah. this movie. See, and, okay... <sighs> It made I guess I should make it, point out something it, it, it else I did find this. funny was at the very end when everyone's kind of pairing back up, uh, the woman with the Prince Charles cutout did make me chuckle. I have to admit that. That made me laugh. I, I, yeah, that's about as like a very specific joke. for. Yeah, it's a very specific joke, and it's a very – it did not age well, but I still laugh because I grew up with – you know, the 90s were kind of my, you know <laughs> – wrote nostalgic youth so i kind of got a chuckle out of that i mean there, there are things i got chuckles out of uh the bit where gareth goes off about how marriage proposals come because people run out of stuff to talk to that genuinely i thought was was british funny like <laughs> yeah that, that that's that's a british funny that's a british it's, funny it's, and i'm like that's clever because that's definitely yeah. and it's very british and just yeah the bit where rowan atkinson says the holy goat i chuckled at that now that scene went on for fucking ever and god i was i I literally had my fingernails digging into my hand as I was watching that fucking scene. Because it it was like him making a couple of mistakes would have been funny. Him making as many goddamn mistakes as he did, plus getting all the fucking names wrong like 16 times in a row or whatever the fuck it was. Mr. Bean does a wedding. Jesus Christ. I just wanted to hurt my – I mean I wanted to – Rowan Atkinson is a weird bifurcated talent. Half of his work is to me – magnificent the other half of his work is just why do you do this please stop you yeah. hurt humanity and honestly i find mr bean funny yeah. in incredibly small doses like i can i can suffer through about four to five minutes maybe maybe of a full mr yeah. bean story not a gag a story like they, they, he had these yeah. little animated shorts that uh my daughter found on youtube one day and we we had a, a few chuckles over that they're kind of cute. cute yeah but like i can't imagine sitting through a mr bean tv show let alone a whole freaking movie and god i just <laughs> yeah. oh the 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 two mr bean oh movies god there's like two those. of them also massive british yeah there's mr bean there's bean and mr bean's holiday yeah i'm sure and, it's and, fine and and let's just say this though but to bring it back to the the thing here about like the implausibility and the awfulness of this is just floating the idea that anyone sexually interested in human women would prefer Andy clearly a wooden puppet animated by dark sorcery McDowell to Kristen Scott is pure insanity. (laughs) Like how is that even possible to like her? She is so awful. She was super wooden in this. She was boring. Like God, she was the worst character. Wooden puppet animated by dark sorcery. Yes. She, yeah, okay, so that's one of the things I do want to discuss. I mean, this film definitely, I always said this probably started out as a mini series that he was writing because it's very episodic. I mean, literally, right down to the. Good uh, God, wedding, would it have wedding, been longer? Wedding, I mean, an, oh. Well, I think, I think he wrote it as like just like a season of like Black Adder. Like, 
Each episode is just part of the Funny arc, story, there was a television <laughs> miniseries sponsored by Hulu. Yeah, they made it a, a, a couple of years ago. Yeah, so they actually uh, made a sequ- uh, adapted it again. So I feel like this kind of started that way, which, you know, I give it credit. It's uh, They try to keep every wedding kind of tight. It's like, you know, no more than, you know, because this movie's like two and a half hours. So it's basically. Uh, this movie is excruciatingly time. infinite time. And I'm pretty sure that Dormammu yeah. is trapped in this movie in an endless loop of suffering. <laughs> and that was his punishment. Because, God, I just I oh, can't yeah, get no. over how much I hate this film. I would rather watch Waterworld again yeah. than watch this movie again. I would rather watch Waterworld back-to-back with Prometheus than watch this movie again. This might be the most hated film I have seen for this podcast, Tom. I hate it. I hope it burns. I never want to experience it again. And anyone who says that they like this film, good for you. Okay. Good answer. <laughs> yeah, um, you know it's funny. Uh, I talked to Jen about this because she watched it with me. She'd only seen it the one you know, recently. She thought like the Rowan Atkins part was good. She thought most. She pretty much said the same thing. Why is he interested in Andy McDowell? Like, what's? Yeah, she had the same opinion, and I don't get it either. I feel like I don't think it's even her casting. Her character's written so badly. I mean, she's basically you know the worst character. She's marrying a guy for his money, not for love. And then at the end, oh hey, I let's get together, but we both hate weddings. Let's just not have. Well, let's, let's, let's what is the what is the the like theme here? The theme here is assholes gonna be good with other assholes. Uh, I mean, okay, so like I said, very uh. few, most people in this film are either completely forgettable, one note caricatures, and I'm including my favorite character here. Let's yeah, let's yeah, let's yeah. not say my favorite character is also a one note dimensional. I mean. I, I was happy for him when he died because then he was out of the film and he didn't have to suffer anymore. But other than that, yeah, he's pretty one-dimensional. Or they're horrid. from Flash Gordon as a gay wedding guest. Yeah, it was great. And everybody was ter- – like everybody in the film who is more than a one-dimensional character who has any kind of characterization, especially the, especially the leads. The leads are terrible, terrible people that I hate. Oh, so bad. I wanted both of them to like – spontaneously explode into a no, pile like, of birds or something just to get them out of the film because I didn't care about them. I hated everyone in this yeah. film who had more than yeah. a, a, you know, who, who had more than one dimension. <sighs> yeah. I mean, let's, I, I do like the fact that the very end when he realizes he doesn't want to marry this girl, even though he's literally at the altar, you cannot be more. Yeah. That's like about the worst. This. At least he gets he gets he gets a pretty bad punch to the face, but that's like oh yeah, that's kind of why I like, wanted. I was like, man, that looks yeah. like fun. I want to do that. You go, girl. Yeah, that. Despite the fact that you I mean, were hardly really, in this I mean, movie anyway. Out, Jesus, God, Henry Henrietta is not a major a character. I don't person. care that she's like a focal point. She's not a major character in this movie. Ugh. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, yeah, no, that's the point. It's like. Is it because it's Hugh Grant? Which, by the way, he had to fight for his part. He, you know, the, nobody wanted him to do this part except the producer of the film. Because, and that's something I'll bring up because you guys may not, uh, Bruce, you might remember this. In the early 90s, if they were basically, if you had a film from Britain, you had to star either one of the following people. You had to either have Sam Neill in it. Um, oh, God. I, I'm blanking on his name now. One who plays uh, oh, Chief O'Brien. Oh, Call Meany or Hugh Grant. So, like, literally. <laughs> There was a did, did they really, that's the absolutely legitimate, America. yes. Yep. Yeah, 
So he was one of the three. So if you couldn't get Sam Neill for the part, well, because Hugh Grant specializes in playing awful people. Like he's always awful in everything. He is a bad human being in every role. Well, art imitates life, I guess. Yeah, and oh yeah, and the thing is, when he's playing somebody actually you're supposed to hate, I think he's very good at that. When he's playing somebody you're supposed to root for, it's it's a stretch. And you know, I give the guy credit; he has figured out what roles to take over the last few years. Occasionally he'll do something awful or something bad like Cloud Atlas, but then other times he'll be like, okay, I'm going to play the dickhead in Bridget Jones movies because I'm perfect choice for the part and I know exactly how this guy is because I am. So, so uh, he figured it out finally, but you know, this is a case where he fought for and in Britain he was like a megastar after this. America, he was briefly a megastar until his uh, hilarious you know, uh, uh, let, let's, So let's sidetrack. I want to say there is one truly amazing thing that came out of this film that I have nothing but love for and can unabashedly say it was a net positive for the world. And that was the dress that Elizabeth Hurley wore to the premiere. (laughs) That's true. Uh, I forgot about that. That's, that's the best thing that came out of this film, uh, hands down. Um, so I guess I should be grateful for that. So yeah, there you go. Uh, but I mean, that's the point, though. This film was more important for British culture and celebrities than it actually is a great movie. Uh, I mean, it, I, it, I'm trying to think, like, you know, this film could easily be, you know, passed over. And there's a couple of them we'll watch that uh, I've got on the list that I would have rather got nominated instead. And there's a couple we got left that definitely should not have. This should, should not, not have been the in the running at all. But I, uh, I think we can, no. Would you swap? Okay, would you swap this out? Honestly? Anyway? Ed Wood's better Edward's, at being Ed Wood than this is at being anything. Ed Wood at least has a character you can root for. Yeah, he's goofy, but I mean, honestly, that movie, while wildly um, varying in quality in in different places, I think is a better film than this. I mean, this is well yeah. shot and it's it's very understated and it's very British, which is fine. But you just don't care. You kind of give a crap well, about like poor Bella Lugosi, and you kind of give a crap about yeah. Ed Wood. And you kind of give a crap about some of these weirdos that you just want to see happy for a while. I didn't want anyone in this film to be happy except for the guy who died. And he died. So there you go. Just one more kick. And, you know, I I was, I I like his, I I keep forgetting Michael uh, Hanna's character, but, you know, I I liked him as well. You know, I think those two are the only really well written characters. I do like his uh, cousin who's dead. That's the brother of the main character, right? The the brother, yeah. Because, again, another another thing for a movie from 1994, while they did make kind of a deal about it at the beginning of the film, they sort of didn't really, it didn't come up much. Like, they didn't keep pointing out, oh, look, he's deaf, you know, with a big sign. And maybe that's just because it was British. Uh, (laughs) But. I was I was glad of that portrayal because it made again just another person. He happens to be deaf. Cool. Well, it was a plot point so that he could signal it from the audience. But yeah, uh, it's, yeah. It's, it's 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 a plot point. It's a plot point in the sense that, well, actually no, it's it's another showcase plot point. It's another we're doing it. It's it's another performative virtue signaling type it, deal compared to the other performative virtue signaling of oh, the era. Really so bad. Of the era, yeah. it was probably it's the... not overwrought with it. It's not. It's British. I mean, I'll say this: like trying yeah. to take my personal distaste for the film away. It's a workmanlike rom com that hits its audience perfectly. I don't know that it and... does. 
it hits the audience that it wanted at the time. Maybe at the time, because uh, it did not at hit the, the audience of today. I can tell you that because my no, wife no, got no. bored I in it. Um, I don't think it would. It would was she a rom comedy type person? Is that her sweet spot though? Uh, no, musicals are her sweet spot. But um, yeah. I mean, she likes I, romantic I just, comedies. We've watched several. We saw My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Go see that movie instead of this one, please. Yeah, just yeah, go no, see that movie instead of this one. Yeah, my, my wife loves romantic comedies. Like she owns most of like the cl- the uh, you know big ones, and she was like, yeah. I mean, she she thought Rowan Atkinson's scene was really funny. She thought, it yeah. Was okay, so even the core audience like, is basically uh, you know, at least like, yeah. of of today, I should say, maybe not nineteen ninety four. At the end of the day, the only story here is will they or won't they, and the theoretical character growth of Hugh's character. And, and neither of those, like, even moves the needle. Like, really, I do not care. No. I mean, I'm sort of amazed that it is possible to fuck Andy McDowell without getting splinters. <laughs> but, like, apart from being surprised that she fucks, uh, I don't care who's fucking her. I don't care who loves her. I don't conceive of anything she did on screen as demonstrating the human emotion often regarded as being called love like <laughs> I, I i see nothing in that performance there was no chemistry that me there was think no she chemistry. could eat a biscuit i mean and let's point out she does one of the worst things in the movie too she shows up at his wedding says i'm oh yeah divorced. she's so so not only is she a terrible like, person who has no personality and is essentially I, again i there is no chemistry here for me uh, maybe there is for other people but i thought that hugh grant had more chemistry with literally every other character except yes Andy McDowell's yes. character because I mean also uh shout out to uh pinnacle early nineties R rated sex scene, just awkward camera angle and all. Oh uh, just God even the sex scenes were yeah. cringy as fuck. I'm sorry. It's just oh God, this movie when I wanna fast forward yeah, through the I sex mean, scene they, because they, I can't stand watching like- it because it's so damn awkward, I'm just like, why am I even watching this movie? And the and the witty banter it was not witty and it was not banter it was did we forget yeah, I mean, the whole thing is bloodless the whole thing there's just not any real life in it despite the fact that the dead guy is all about you know suck the marrow out of life you know who wants to live forever Flash I mean come on <laughs> but no it, it is all yeah. just so utterly lifeless <sighs> Brian Blessed would have been good wanna, in that role. Honestly, yes, yes, I really would. think Brian Blessed would have. He would have hammed it up. Well, I mean, I, I was I was telling uh, Bruce, you know, Simon Cowell is like one of those British actors. Like uh, at the time, uh, prior, he'd been like one of the biggest stage guys. Like he he originated Amadeus on stage. So no, but idea, he should have like, been he, doing more one of those Like really if he wanted to salvage guys. this thing, he should have just like literally cocained it up. I mean, that's what he. Should oh have. no 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 no! What you want here is you want Brian Blessed in Hugh Grant's role. Because then I would have been entertained as shit. I oh, would have enjoyed like the that. hell out of this movie. I, I, I was thinking I would have cast Shatner in it. I would have had Shatner know, what shall I do? Spock, no, no, Shatner, no, Shatner there, has to be, me. Shatner has to be, no, um, not um, the, the, not the brother, uh, the rich guy who had the castle. Yeah, one of his best friends. Oh, that yeah, would have the, been Shatner because they would have played off each other. Brian Blessed versus Shatner in a in a ham and cheese off is going to be an amazing movie, and now I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, no, there's gosh. just nothing here to even and 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 like the 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 utterly '90s 
wealth porn tastefulness of everything is awful and upsetting. Like that's actually upsetting yeah. to me. Like you, you people are going to spend enough money on this stupid thing for marrying someone who's fucking that piece of shit over there. Like uh, last time you were at a wedding together, yeah. she called him. You, you, you literally got engaged after knowing each other. What two months? Like, stop. All of you are so bad. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, you can, it almost feels like these are all like had oh, for divorce yes. relationships. Uh, now, there is one other thing I do, I, I forgot to mention when we were talking about this. Okay, so Hugh Grant almost didn't get the part. Richard Curtis fought and fought and fought. He wanted Hugh Laurie and Stephen Fry to be in this film. Like, he wants Stephen Fry to be gay. They could have done I, it, I, but I it would have, I, I mean, if they did it. it this way, it would have been just as bad. And then I would really be upset because I wouldn't have enjoyed Hugh Laurie. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, see, I mean, you, you see, he wanted a lot of the well, that's black who he knew. Uh, I mean, he's throwing them some pay. He's throwing Rowan a paycheck in this thing. I mean, Rowan, you could phone this in. Yeah, I mean, like, he didn't want Rowan Atkinson in anything. Right, but I'm just saying just he's throwing part. people a paycheck. You, you I get that. See, yeah. Yeah, he's like, these are people I know can deliver my dialogue correctly. Here, I I wrote these parts for them, but he got talked out of it, or yeah, in the case like they were either unavailable or just. I mean, but I just do don't it, know so. that putting a better actor in <laughs> I, this role as written is going to salvage a guy. It, it's not. See, and I, he said uh, Hugh Grant pretty much figured out something he hadn't figured out, which is this guy is supposed to. I mean, he wrote him to be a dork, and he he goes, "No, this is a jerk who is." who's kind of on that line of being a a, a, uh, a dork but doesn't realize it. And I, I got that. Uh, you know. But I still agree that it's it's a hard take on this film. I will say of 1994, there's a lot of positives, but there's just as many negatives. It is very dated. It, there's some things that just don't hold up 25 years later. So I, I, I'm kind of on this as far as like, I'm not going to call it a bad movie, and I can't call it a good movie, and I don't know if I should call oh, it a dirty bad. movie. What, it's what just you guys a bad do? movie. Don't watch it. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah. Save yourselves. Um, I mean, if you're hardcore, have to understand cultural touchstones, maybe get drunk and watch it. <laughs> um, but I think this is... You can't even make a drinking No, you can't. Every, there's, every no time to, some... there's no way to MST3K it. If you, said, if you make a drinking well, game... Well, yeah, but you got to go sipsies. I mean, the only thing I just don't rules. know, I don't know if the yeah. detectives fucks in um, the wire, if that is an end, is, is like a, if there's a line there. In which case, if they gave us that scene where the two detectives break down the crime scene, saying nothing but fuck and motherfucker, then <laughs> I will tell you that maybe, maybe this thing deserves to have existed. Uh, I I didn't like it. Um, I think this is a bad movie. I, I, I'm shocked that it made the giant amount of pile of cash that it made. I'm shocked that it propelled people to stardom. I am shocked that this is more than a, a minor like fluff piece of movies that came out in 1994. The fact that it got nominated for Best Picture ultimately angers me uh, on a personal level. Again, this is not a movie made for a person like me. I'm not a romantic comedy guy. It has to be a pretty good one to get me on board or have a really goofy yeah. premise that works. Uh, again, I keep going back to my big fat Greek wedding because I really like that film. Yeah. I mean, I, but I don't have a desire to like watch it over and over again. I will sit down and watch a few scenes, but uh, even that film, which is probably the high point of romantic comedy for me is still just a, yeah, I enjoyed that film and it was fun to watch. 
that's about as excited as I get about that kind of film. And um, this is this be this being held up as a as a a uh, archetypical romantic comedy just makes me sad when I can go watch some like, like it hot and just be much more entertained on so many levels. Much oh yeah, go see some yep. like it hot. There's a movie that is clever and understated, and I mean it has a lot. That movie's good. Has aged badly. Oh, it did age don't pretty watch, badly, but you, since Miss it's in black and white, you can definitely would... go. Okay, this is historical context and stuff, and but the gags are still kind of funny, and I mean, some like it hot is yeah. better than this film, yeah. and some like it hot is it hasn't aged all that well. Well, guess what? Neither did this. It's a bad film. Yeah, I mean, in my take, I would say, you know, watch, I would pick, watch Harry Met Sally, watch The Princess Bride. You know, oh, yeah, Princess Bride. I, I almost don't consider that a romantic comedy, but you're right. It absolutely hits all the same tropes. It's just got some action scenes in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if it's got Billy Crystal in it, you got a better shot for a likable romantic comedy. Uh, you know, same thing, and as much as people hate Woody Allen, he wrote, he wrote some good romantic comedies, usually way more jaded. And this is kind of what I take as a, British interpretation of what a Woody mm-hmm. Allen comedy was. I I think I think that's, we're going to put this as a bad movie, but um, guys, got I any would final pay thoughts to as we see Hugh Grant in a sperm costume. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was really funny. Um, Have you seen oh Cloud God, Atlas? Cloud Atlas. I, 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 see, see, Tom. Here's the thing: um, the ganglia of my brain has like a self-preservation instinct and when i see something that looks as bad at first glance as cloud atlas it makes me black out briefly and forget it so i just walk away um so good call i i I tell you that's another one i was like what were i get what they were trying but they really really here are the three things never to do in a film ever one of them is try to have a spiritual point. I promise you, you don't have one worth recording. Stop it. Don't put tigers on boats. Don't do weird little <laughs> time loopity things of it's the same story over the time and the blah, blah, blah. Don't try to find yourself in Italy by fucking a kid. Stop. Stop with the spiritualism in movies. You don't have it. You don't even know what it is. Uh, unless you're talking about like, you know, monks. Go go watch the name of the rose and how you could seriously murder people because uh, spoiler alert you don't like the concept of humor and reconciling it with holiness. That is a film to have a spiritual take. So don't do that. Um, you know th- that's one of the great things to never do. And so if a film even sniffs it, like I'm going to enlighten you, um, no, uh, that makes me, again, my brain tries to strangle me. I black out. I wake up with the taste of vomit in my throat and I go look for a gin gimlet to clear that up. All right. Okay. So uh, guys, uh, thanks for uh, doing this again. Uh, folks, you've been listening to the good, the bad and the nerdy movie podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please hit us up on our Facebook group, Fans of the Good, Bad, Nerdy Movie Podcast. Also on Twitter, uh, Good, Bad, Nerdy Movie Pod. Um, I guess, you know, uh, you know we're, we're going to keep on going out. Some of you who follow us, me on Twitter, I kind of – our next movie we're going to have to do because of a uh, Twitter beef I have with somebody <laughs> wait, in wait, that movie. You have a Twitter beef with someone? <laughs> so our – Okay, so uh, somebody, another podcast was uh, had called the Rewatchables. They do similar bit to ours, and somebody's been begging them to do True Lies. And I was like, well, that's coming up for us. And 
I jokingly said the Tom Arnold hate is strong. Well, somehow Tom Arnold saw that and retreated, treated me back. So uh, we probably need to get on this so uh, before he, uh, so we can uh, take advantage of the uh, Tom Arnold uh, hate is strong beef oh, going on. Oh. So, uh, We're well, going true lies. Uh, Are we going so full true lies? Yes. I am so jealous. I only got like the oh, anonymous yeah. death threats for my last four or five of these. It's I haven't gotten like. Oh yeah, that reminds me. Uh, PSA: If you have any negative feedback and want to send anonymous death threats, please send it to Chunky Lover sixty nine underscore at aol dot com. Thank you. No, very no, much. no, no, no. If if you want to try to tell me that you're going to take my life over this film, come at me. <laughs> come on. Uh, then you can send all your all your threats to me <laughs> to Bruce. Uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Like said, it's uh, shots fired. You heard it here first, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. All right, everybody. Thank you all for listening. And please, 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 if you're going to, you know, go to the have a wedding, just make sure your um, don't fuck a puppet has practiced. Am <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I? That's uh. <laughs>